We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What Darren Waller offers is, is unique. There are no tight ends other than maybe Kyle Pitts who have that type of athletic upside. Not even Travis Kelsey has that athletic upside. And with the offensive mind of Mike Kafka and Brian Dable, with Darren Waller and the development and growth of Daniel Jones, I really think we're going to see something that we saw maybe in what? Last time we saw was 2020. That type of Darren Waller when he was with the Raiders here in New York now. And speaking of Daniel Bellinger, he's another guy who made our stock up list for this podcast daniel bellinger apparently catching everything in practice just like just like darren waller a lot of catches from daniel jones today in the second practice hasn't dropped the thing and remember dave david cyverson brought this up on the last podcast daniel bellinger had one of the best catch rates we've ever seen really for a tight end rookie and if you remember back to last season he didn't drop many passes and that was the case today at practice today those hands are great and in addition to that, according to Pat Trana, who was at practice, she said he looks a little bit quicker out there. That doesn't surprise me. He converted about nine pounds. And I know I said this in a previous podcast. People are like, no, that's not the technical term for it. I guess he didn't convert it, but he de- replaced about nine pounds. He's the same weight, except he's added muscle is the best way to describe this. He's toned his body down. He looks, you know, he's worked his ass off in the offseason like any other athlete would. But, you know, he takes it to another level and he's quicker out there right now. And he's getting open easier for Daniel Jones and he's presenting himself. And I think what's really interesting about this Bellinger situation is a lot of people assumed when they traded for Waller, it's going to take an, you know, Bellinger's role will take a step back. But I'm not so sure because if you run 12 personnel with Bellinger and Waller, it's essentially running 11 personnel out there. Darren Waller moves like a wide receiver. He's used like a wide receiver. They're motioning him to the backfield, for God's sake. They're going to use him outside on the boundary, and the slot is the big slot. Like It's essentially 11 personnel with Waller and Bellinger on the field, and I think we're going to end up seeing a lot of Bellinger. Will his snap share be exactly as high as it was last year on a per-game basis? Because he was like insanely high snap share last year. Maybe not, but I don't know if it's going to be too far off, Nick, because I feel like they have just as much of an 11 personnel look with both of them on the field. I also think, one more point on that. Actually, go ahead, and then I'll get into that. I was just going to say, it just gives you options as an offensive play call. Yep. And like we said with David Sabertson as well, you're putting the ball in the defensive coordinator's court. What personnel are you going to roll out there? And this is going to be a week-to-week phenomenon here, how the Giants handle their offensive personnel packages. Because you have players, like I said on previous podcasts, Paris Campbell, who can play a running back type of role. You have players like Darren Waller. Your 13 personnel package may be more athletic than some other teams, 12 personnel packages with guys like Lawrence Cager and even Daniel Bellinger, as Patty Trana said, looks a little bit faster. And he was never one to be slow in the first place. The options that Mike Kafka now has from a deployment of different personnel 
and how that's going to affect the rushing attack, the play action passing attack, the spread approach of the Giants offense that they employed last year. I think it's going to be something that from week one, we're going to be so excited to watch and cover. And there's going to be different iterations throughout the year, just like last season. There were different offenses, different iterations of that offense. Now you have so many more options than you did last season. Yeah, you're right. And I was going to make an overall like 30,000 foot viewpoint that we can discuss in a moment. But before I get to that, I did want to say, you know, thinking back and someone brought this up to me on Twitter. Shout out. Uh, let me try to find who this was. Um, I'll find it at some point. Napoleon blown, blown apart. A funny name. You know, if you think back to the days of Mike Kafka working with Andy Reid in Kansas City, they went up and down that depth chart at tight end and used just about everyone you could think. There were guys who were on the field, I remember, for the Chiefs at times. I'm like, who is this? It's like the third tight end on the depth chart, the fourth tight end on the depth chart. Tight ends are a big part of this offense, a big part yeah. of what Kafka wants to do. And then you look at what Dable's done in his past with Buffalo and with New England. It's a big part. It's maybe the position they value more so than other coaches around the NFL when you look at just how deep down that depth chart Kafka went with those tight ends in Kansas City. And then last year, Lawrence Cager, Chris Myrick, they were doing the same thing, the Giants. Now they just have a better group of tight ends to work with, Bellinger and Waller. So, of course, they're going to use them even more. The best thing that Napoleon Blown Apart, the great Napoleon Blown Apart, brought up was the fact that he turned pick 100 and I think pick 112 into Darren Waller and Daniel Bellinger. Those are two fourth round picks that you just turned and completely revamped your tight end room. And I want to bring up one thing with Lawrence Cager. And I know I've touched on this in other podcasts, but it's important. When the Giants signed Lawrence Cager, this was somebody who was on the practice squad of the New York Jets, a former wide receiver. Right when he came over to the New York Giants, he was automatically a part of the game plan in the red zone. Remember the play? He had a touchdown where it was 12 personnel. He came across the formation and his athletic ability, he outran, I think, Jalen Petrie to the pylon. And then we yep. also saw a play where it was like a, a, I think it was a play action wheel or a screen, a fake screen to, to Saquon Barkley. And then Lawrence Cager acted like he was going to block. And then he wheeled to the back pylon, ended up going incomplete. But you saw how Mike Kafka and Brian Day were like, we have an athletic tight end right now. Let's try to utilize it in the red zone. Lawrence Cager is a, a solid football player. Darren Waller is a completely different football player. You're going to see that. And again, on freaking huge amounts of steroids, like 1980s <laughs> powerlifting type of steroids this season. And I'm so excited for it. Yeah, that's a great point you brought up. Just thinking about the red zone offense design and how big of a factor the tight ends were and how that how they allow that position allows Kafka and Dable to get really creative with their design. And I think that's a huge factor and a huge point and not just the red zone offense. I think we'll see it in, in inside in between the 20s as well this year. And, yeah. and to your over to your overall point, like taking a step back, you want to look for ways to give this regime props. A lot of people are like, well, I'm not so sure yet. Yeah. They handled the Barkley situation. Well, et cetera, et cetera. We'll see what happens with the draft. But I mean, like you mentioned, Joe Shane's turned an absolute weakness. Tight end position was an absolute weakness before he got here for the giants into an absolute strength. And all he had to do was use pick a hundred, which he traded, uh, Kadarius Tony to get for Darren Waller and pick, or, or sorry, pick one. Yeah. 100 for Darren Waller, and then pick one twelve to get Daniel Bellinger, a tight end. Yeah. It's hard to hit on pick one twelve, but I mean, he did it. We already know at this point, Bellinger is a hit. At worst, he's going to be a great blocker for the Giants and someone you can rely on as just a guy who never drops a pass. At best, he's going to be someone who can get open more often, who can be a bigger factor in the red zone, and who can, at some point in my mind at least, add a vertical element. I think I saw it on film last year when Bellinger was running the seam. The ball never came his way for some reason in those regards. Hopefully this year it does come his way. I think it's going to come Waller's way. We've seen it in practice already, right? Like Waller's running a lot of seam over the middle. He's running a lot of vertical stuff, and he's getting the football. But the point is, Joe Shane turned this position. I mean, we had got 
we were in such a desperate position that they signed Kyle Rudolph. Kyle freaking Rudolph, who's now out of the NFL. Dave Gettleman gave him a multi-year contract with guaranteed money. That's how bad tight end was for the Giants. Within two years, using nothing, using dart throw picks. In my lifetime, every pick after 75 basically has been a bust for the Giants, with the exception of Mod Bradshaw, Kevin Boss, like few and far in between. We just did two draft uh, two draft podcasts, a draft bust podcast, a draft sleep, uh, steal podcast. I don't remember too many picks at all past 100 that were in most recent. They were all from 2008 or earlier during the Ernie Accorsi, Jerry Reese days, um, and especially the Accorsi days. So just the ability to do that, I think, has changed the roster complexion big time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm here. Darren Waller. The guy is an absolute giant. There was a clip on Twitter, I think put out by the Giants Take podcast, I believe it is. I want to shout those guys out. They're like young kids in their 20s or maybe nice. even in their teens grinding out there. Darren Waller was lined up against Zion Gilbert, who's listed at 6'1". I think he's a little bit shorter than that. But still, Darren Waller looks like Juan Juan from Game of Thrones against <laughs> Zion Gilbert. He is gigantic. This guy, like, I don't think we can underestimate how large of a human being he is with that type of athletic ability and how that will be leveraged. Yeah, and hopefully he will. I mean, look, he even mentioned that he's done some different things within his offseason training to get himself to stay healthier for the season. As he said it best, like sometimes you can overtrain in the offseason and overtrain your muscles, and that's something he took into account this year. I'm yeah. hoping that's the magic pill that allows him to stay healthy for the season. We'll find out. I think in general, being on this team will be will, will help him as well because he's not as relied on, in my opinion, as he was in Oakland or in, in Vegas. And he might be even used a little bit less from a snap share standpoint because they have Daniel Bellinger on the roster, you know, because you could easily give Darren Waller a breather, put in Daniel Bellinger and three of our three of the Giants receivers, the deep receiver core and be fine. Like you're fine. Yeah. You can do different things, too. You can get speed on the field, depending if you want to get Hyatt and Slayton on at the same time. So you can actually afford to give Darren Waller a bit of a break at times. That was never the case for him in Vegas. One more thing on Daniel Bellinger, too. Who was his biggest advocate in the front office? 
was Brandon Brown. That addition of Brandon Brown kind of slides under the radar, right? Oh, he's like the assistant general manager. Oh, that's cool. You know, he comes from the Eagles. They're a good organization. We hate them, but they're a good organization. This guy is helping the Giants transcend the absolute tire fire that they were from a front office standpoint. Now, Joe Shane deserves, obviously he's the head guy, deserves so much credit, but what Brandon Brown is doing and how he is influencing the Giants towards a more Philadelphia-like approach. And you know what? I am all for that. Philadelphia just represented the NFC in the Super Bowl. I get it. I freaking hate the Philadelphia Eagles, but they're a good damn football team and they're well run. The way he's influencing this team and helping Joe Shane build this roster out is assisting the Giants in getting guys like Daniel Bellinger on day three. And right. as you brought up, we went over the bus podcast. We we went over the steel podcast, more, um, which is more relevant. There weren't a lot of steals on day three in recent memory. There really weren't. So if Brendan Brown can consistently do that, we start getting some some positive contributions from players like Dane Belton and other players that were selected mm -hmm. on day three, Darian Beavers possibly. And you, you're really going to start seeing the Giants be an actual Super Bowl contender if Daniel Jones continues to develop. And that's really the crux of everything.